I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of pots of flower power and forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. We've got a busy Easter weekend ahead of us. Many of you spending it in the garden, I hope. Or perhaps you might take in a show or a trial. Today, I'll be joined by Ray Martin, Secretary of the Rose Society UK, to discuss people's fascination with roses and the festival coming up in June. My thanks to Umwins, sponsor of this podcast. Last week I visited O&A Taylor Bulbs in Hull Beach. Goodness, that east wind was cold. Walking in the huge fields of uh, Narcissus, uh, I'm sure the wind didn't stop all the way over the North Sea and it went straight through me, sort of sucked the heat out of you. You need to be a hardy character to work up there, but really lovely silt land, perfect for the growing of Narcissus especially, and Taylors are Britain's major growers of, of bulbs, both uh, wholesale and to the UK garden trade. And I'll be speaking to their Sally Ann Foreman in next week's podcast. Funerals are a pretty uh, emotional and upsetting uh, events, and I attended two in the last eight days. We said farewell to Margaret Linzel, who was the wife of the late Ken Linzel. I worked with him in our early years in the nursery trade. Yes, great gardeners and great plants people. And then Mike Dunnett in Worcestershire. The nursery trade turned out in force to pack St Peter's Church at Martley in Worcestershire for the celebration of Mike's life. Goodness, he was held in the Pretty great respect, and what a character, yeah. Uh, We miss these people, but we had good times with them, so we just have to remember the good times. The continuing saga of Wyvale sales continues. Four more of their garden centres at Cheddar, Dorking, Marlow and Lechlade uh, have been sold to Hilliers, taking that chain to 16, and two more, have been sold to otter nurseries down in the southwest, namely Jack's Patch and Taunton. That takes otter to five garden centres. Both Wyvale and Otter have production nurseries, which ensures that the focus and the core of the business in those centres will be plants. So uh, I'm very pleased to see those changes should be in all gardeners' interests. I'm interested to read too that grower trials are showing that hot water treatment of vegetable and salad seeds can control seed-borne diseases. Now the temperature of the treatment is critical. For example, with celery and lettuce, 
the seeds need 30 minutes at 118 degrees Fahrenheit, while broccoli, kale, carrot and onion need 20 minutes at 122 degrees Fahrenheit, just a 3 degree Fahrenheit difference. And all those seeds need warming first up to 100 degrees F before treatment so that when you drop them in the water it doesn't change the temperature too quick. Absolutely critical, that temperature. And of course the seeds need to be young and have a really good germination to put up with this hot water treatment. But uh, if uh, it is given correctly, then it can result in better growth and uh, heavier yields. This is the coming weekend when uh, gardens should really get sorted. You know, we have... uh, the four days, Good Friday and the bank holiday, when we can get cracking. And if I run my mind round the garden, hedges, they need a feed. Try and avoid trimming them because birds will be nesting. And the lawns too, if you could just mow those, give them a feed. And if they need a little weed treatment, then get that on. Uh, and your lawn will look much better through the summer. Flower borders too, if you can just fork lightly through between uh, herbaceous plants and, and again a little bit of feed. And where there are biggish clumps, it's quite a good time to split things like Michaelmas daisy oh, and the oxeye daisies. I've just uh, split one or two pots of hostas. Surprising how quickly you can build up plant numbers just by pulling a bit off the side with a bit of root potting it and away we go on the veg patch well there's plenty that you can plant and sow and if you've got a bit of spring cabbage that'll need a little bit of fertilizer just to push that on with the fruit trees then um, most of the apples pears need a high potash feed so when you're feeding the roses then you can give uh, your fruit trees a bit of uh, fertilizer if it's something which grows quite quick, like black currants, for example, then higher nitrogen, grow more fertilisers do very well. An alternative uh, to grow more, of course, is blood, fish and bone for the organic people. But remember that they, these sort of animal-type fertilisers can attract foxes. I did apply some blood, fish and bone once and the fox absolutely caused havoc. So I need to be a bit careful about that. There's a nice bit of rhubarb ready to pull and that certainly needs some high nitrogen feed. Give it a good water if the land's dry. Add some well-rotted manure and the rhubarb will certainly repay you well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Our guest this week is Mr. Ray Martin. He's uh, one of the powers behind the throne of the recently formed The Rose Society UK. You know, the secretaries of these societies have a tremendous lot of work to do. And Ray, you ought to be congratulated, I think. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Peter. And, uh, and thanks for the congratulations. It's not just me, of course. There are, there are other people doing much work behind the scenes. Yeah. When I spoke to you yesterday, quickly on the phone, you were on the allotment planting potatoes. I mean, that doesn't sound much like a rose secretary, does it? Hey? <laughs> I don't just grow roses. But yeah, the potatoes actually are, are, are a means to an end. I, I use uh, the ground next year for new roses. So it's kind of a, a ground clearing exercise, really. Spuds are very good for the ground, aren't they? Yeah, they are indeed. And are you able then to get a bit of fresh land for new rose planting each year? Well, I, I, have a, um, I have a garden, obviously, but I have uh, four allotments, so we do tend to sort of move them around a little bit uh, and inter- intersperse them with some other... I have to grow a few vegetables just, just, just to keep the, the, uh, the landlords happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, um, and a few other flowers. I grow dahlias as well. Yeah, so it's, been, it's all good, you know. It is indeed. And, and when this interview goes out, it'll be the Easter weekend coming up. And, of course, the perfect time to give roses a little uh, tender, loving care, isn't it? I mean, what would you recommend well, yeah. the average... Well, we've got, uh, I've just finished my pruning now, which is, for me, quite a big job. Uh, we've got about 600 roses on the allotment, but pruning's just finished, so it's now time to, to, to put um, the first feed down, like a, a general-purpose rose food which is fine. And then I've got 10 tonnes of manure to mulch around them, so mulching's very important. I mean, particularly after last summer, we had a, a really nice summer in terms of heat, uh, but of course... The ground dries up so quickly, doesn't it? It does indeed, especially on um, some sort of sandy and light soils. But well, where we are in, in Felix, though, we are very sandy, yeah. So uh, manure um, around the roses helps keep the moisture in and, and watering down to a minimum, really. So did I hear you correctly? Ten tonnes of manure? Yes, yeah, I've, I've cut down this year. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had 13 tonnes last year, but uh, I've, I've got ten tonnes just sitting there waiting to be barred, barred across. So, uh, uh, and what kind of manure is that, and what sort of condition is it in? It's actually very, it's, it's a new stuff. We've just got a new supplier, and uh, it's very good. It, it, this man gets um, a mixture of, of pig, uh, cattle, uh, horse, and what have you. And he, he mixes it all up on his... He's got a farm, obviously, and he mixes it all up and, and locks it down. And it comes ready to use. It's, it's really wonderful stuff. It's better than pig or anything else, really, sort of um, straight from, from the animal because it's, it's it's already rotted down, you know. Yeah, but it's um, nice to have that mixture. I mean, I'd, oh yeah, yeah. I, I lived on a farm as a youngster uh, and we had, um, you know, a milking herd and the manure, the cattle manure... I found as a very good manure. Horse manure can be a bit light, can't it? And well, the, the trouble with horse manure is that you don't know what the horses have been fed. And if it's not very well rotted down, you get all the seeds coming through. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem I've found with it in the past. We've got our own horses, but uh, we don't use their, uh, 
their waste. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, big pile, though, I can tell you. But if you've got, if you've got a spare half an hour and you, you want to move up from Essex to uh, <laughs> stuff like that, just, just come and see me. I won't mind. <laughs> Thanks for the offer. I think it's much more likely that I'll be going to the local farm to get some manure and, and, and in the back of my car taking it to my daughter in Reading. That'll be a nice oh, right. journey, won't it? <laughs> it will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, N25. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got all of your 600 roses pruned. Yeah. You've got a top yeah. dressing of general rose fertiliser. And yeah. you said the first. So how many applications do you give? Well, you know, it, it's easy to say what you should do, but with as many roses as I've got, I tend to be a little bit lax. Um, you know, ideally, roses love to be fed every two weeks, but um, what most of us are using these days, and I think we spoke about this before, is, is Uncle Tom's rose tonic. That's what the trader are using, and that's what most of us happy amateurs are using now. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an organic product in, in terms of the fact it's um, potassium phosphite, which is... Uh, pure potassium phosphite and it what it does is it makes the roses more able to to take in the nutrients that are actually in the soil any and it sort of toughens the leaf surface up doesn't it It does it, it, it toughens the leaves up and the leaves obviously are the, are the feed factory for the plant so you get uh, a healthier plant you know mm-hmm. and uh, that's what a lot of us are using now but if you don't use that you can use anything really i mean plants Plants can't read, can they? They, they can't tell you <laughs> can't tell what, what you're putting on them. But providing you've got the, you know, the good stuff in, in the. I mean, I use Tom Wright quite honestly, quite often. Yeah. Tom Wright or any other tomato food, it's um, it's as good as anything, really. So we're talking a high potash feed. High potash, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm always advocating that as soon as you see the new growth coming on pruned roses, especially the. Uh, older kinds that are susceptible to black spot and mildew and rust, that you get a fungicide on. Is is that good advice? I think it is. I mean, I I know that there are those that don't like to use um, fungicides, but uh, if you've you've got a variety of old and new roses, be watchful for the uh, black spot and the the mildew. So a a couple of applications of fungicide early on will give you a, a protection. But then again, you see you've got the Uncle Tom's, it's a really good weapon against disease because it, it, it makes the plant stronger. Yeah, you know? you know, I see Uncle Tom's as a fungicide, and so it would be either or for me. I'd either use a rose fungicide or oh, yeah, Uncle yeah, Tom's. Yeah. What we tell everyone on our stands at the shows that we do is, is that the, the roses will fight off all these diseases better, of course, if they're well fed. And, uh, and most people don't, they'll buy a rose and they'll, pop it into a hole and maybe just chuck a, a handful of, of, of grain in there with them, you know, and, and, and leave them to their own devices for the rest of the season. And of course, they won't do well then. It's <laughs> a fact. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're so well, I'm so well, and that's how we fight off diseases. And it's the same with the roses. Yeah. And all plants come to that. But once a, a, a good rose is established, I mean, you've got 20, 30, 40 years life, haven't you? Hopefully, yeah. I've got some that are as old as that, but some... Some I changed because they're not, not performing very well. But, yeah, they will live 30, 40. In fact, have you, have you ever been to Tombstone? No. <laughs> in America? They, they've got a rose there that was planted when White Earth was, was, was in charge. Really? Uh, it, it's a lady, it's a Banks here, not the Lutea, the, the Lady Banks White Rose. And it, it's been there since 18, oh, I don't know, whenever White, White Earth was, was, the, uh, was the marshal. They will live hundreds of years. You know. um, the oldest one is, uh, is in Germany. Uh, which I believe is a Rosa Canina, I think. was well, multi-flora, one of the two, but it's, it's, it's several hundred years old now. So, yes, you're right, Peter. Look after they'll, they'll, they'll give you a, a really good life, you know, um, a, yeah. good, a good value, really. 
Winner, can I move you on to the Rose Society UK? Is this our, your third or fourth year? It seems like tenth, but no, I think it's that year. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, we, we started in 2017, so uh, I've never been very good at that. But yeah, we obviously when the old society uh, went into administration, we, we picked up the pieces straight away because we had to have uh, a, a Rose, you know, um, voice. So uh, yeah, 2017 we started. And what's on the agenda for this uh, year, for 2019? Well, we currently, we, we keep getting invited to, to the, the bigger show, the Hampton Court, but we're, we're still in a, in a, a fairly new um, condition, if you like. So we, we currently go to um, uh, Harrogate Spring Show, Melbourne Spring Show. We do Shrewsbury. We do, uh, I'm, I'm going to miss some out here, I know. Um, we we have a presence at uh, several shows. Uh, we've got a great Yorkshire show we did last year as well. We're hoping to go to Southport show this year, but not not with the actual stand, but just to sort of put a presence in there. Melbourne in the autumn again, and Harrogate in, in the autumn. So we do stands there, you know, just we, information, uh, education stands, really. Well, we've been very successful. We've got gold medals, so that's, that's nice. Yeah, and then we have our, our own rose shows, of course. And your uh, one of your rose shows is at the Squires Garden Centre, isn't it? I went there like last a, year, yeah. You did. We, we missed each other, didn't we? We did. I think I, think I was in the hotel resting after the exertions of the first day. Well, you, um, you, yeah. you exhibitors work through the night, don't you? We, we do, yeah, yeah. That, that's our, our flagship show, really, at, um, uh, at Squires Garden Centre in, uh, in Shepparton, in Halliford Road. That's our, our first summer show and then we, have, we we move on to Chorley after that and then we, we finish up the season in, in Harrogate in the uh, in the Great Yorkshire Autumn Show. What does it cost to be a member? Oh, it's very cheap. Uh, it's, it's the sales pitch, isn't it? It's only £10. Pounds, £10 pounds, but we, we are, we're just a, an internet society really, so you'll pay your £10 and you'll be a member. Uh, you'll have access to the, uh, the website. Uh, members areas, you'll get four quarterly uh, bulletins, which um, seems to be quite popular. We're, we're, we take uh, most of our members are uh, encouraged to write in and, and you know, give their own versions of how they grow roses, which is always interesting. I, I find them very interesting those quarterly bulletins, and really, you know, salute the people that take time to send their copy in. Yeah, take some badgering. Oh, does it? <laughs> it does. Well, people are. A bit... Most people don't think what they do is anything special, but, uh, you know, we're all special, aren't we, really? We all do our own little things, and it's, it's nice to find out what others do. Yeah. So, yes, it's nice. And, and if you're trying to choose roses, well, then everyone has a favourite, don't they? How do you view our little entry last year into the business with the Rose Festival Week, where we ask just ordinary home gardeners to pick a bloom and take it into a local garden centre and see if we can find the prettiest rose in Britain. I mean, how do you view that activity? Does it? Uh... I, I think it, it's a fabulous way of getting people involved, to be honest with you. I, I think people, when, when they see our, our, our amateur rose shows, they're really anything other than amateur. They are amateur, but uh, they take a, a lot of um, expertise, if you like, whereas what we're doing with the prettiest rose thing is anyone can grow a rose in the garden and anyone can bring it along in a jam jar, in a, in a vase, and show it to people. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people involved. And I think what you've done so far has been excellent. It's, uh, well, well I've, it's been surpri- I've been surprised, really, by the support. We're gonna, yeah, of course. We're going to hold it again this coming year on the 22nd of June to the 30th of June. But, I mean, the 22nd of June will be the Prettiest Rose competition weekend. And we've already yeah. got 60 garden centres across the land 
uh, who are all supporting us. I mean, it, it's amazing. Which is, which is fabulous. But it's, it's fa- I mean, we, we were actually in the middle of um, judging our, our show at Shepparton last year, and a lady walked in, and she looked round and saw... I mean, obviously, our, our, ours is a national show, so there are some really good exhibits there. And she looked round and she said, oh, I think I'm in the wrong place. And she was in the right place, just in the wrong place in the right place, you know. Yeah. Um, so she took hers off to the garden centre. It's easy, isn't it? You just pop your rose into a little jam jar of some sort in and, and, and have it judged. Nothing, nothing special. It's, if you like it, bring it in. You know, and I think that's a good idea. Well, last year, the lady who won the prettiest rose in Britain and also got the £1,000 prize, just heard about the competition by chance. Somebody from Aylett's Garden Centre was talking at their local club. She took her bloom in, won the prize, which was a hamper of uh, rose goods, I think, from Aylett's, and then went on to win the national prize. And the best bit of all, uh, she gave the £1,000 to the local children's hospice so that they could improve the, the planting around it. So it's a lovely story. That, that's a win-win, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Someone get, gets the pleasure of, of, of being named the national champion and also that does some good for the local community, so it's excellent. Yeah, yeah. it's very good. Our job this year is to try and make it um, more well-known, really. I think uh, if that lady hadn't have heard just by chance, she would never have entered it, would she? No, that's so, right. So we need, we need to publicise it everywhere, really. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's, a really it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun thing to do, and it's not about being a, a champion exhibitor. It's just about bringing in something you've grown in the garden, which I think is lovely. And gardening really is all about sharing, isn't it? I mean, we get well, great yeah, satisfaction growing things, but then if you can give somebody a bunch of roses or a flower, makes them smile, doesn't it? Well, you, I'm sure you'll understand what I'm talking here, Peter, but we grow all these roses, and, and there's only a very few of them that actually make it to the show because they're not of the right standard. Everyone gets roses from us. Yeah, <laughs> you, do, you, won't, you won't throw them away, will you? You just give them to people who, and people don't don't care if they've got what I would consider to be a blemish. You know, it's uh, it's a rose, it's a rose, isn't it? And a yeah. flower's a flower, of course. You know, the, so it's, uh, it's nice. But I like those with fragrance. <laughs> it, it, it's extraordinary, Peter, that most a lot of the show roses don't have fragrance, and it's a bit frustrating. Even at the shows when we do our stand, the first thing that a person will do. Um, that any rose is put their nose into it. Exactly. Because everyone's looking for, for a fragrance. And yeah. uh, I know that we, we spoke the other day about the home florist roses that uh, Robert Wharton's selling at the moment. But there's, a, there's a movement towards fragrance, and these ones have it, don't they? Oh, that florist series uh, are fantastic. I've, I've just planted two or three in my own garden. They're healthy, they're repeat flowering, and the fragrance is remarkable. There's three colours a cream, or sort of off-whitey cream that the florists love. There's a pink, and then there's a sort of magenta, and the magenta is very heavily scented, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they're, 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 they're new at the moment. They're, they're obviously bred by uh, Mr. Nowak from, uh, from Belgium. Germany, um, it, I think. Germany, is it? Yep. Germany, yeah. Yep. yeah. But, I mean, I was just talking to Colin Squire, our, our, our president, uh, who's obviously a friend of yours as well. Um, we're planning on replanting a, a, a rose garden in Sunbury on Thames at the end of this year and that the intention now is to put some of those in there just to sort of see how they go really and, and to provide a, a bed at least with a, a, a full range of, of fragrance which is you know what the public really want isn't it yeah well the, the people visiting that wall garden will certainly get a, 
a, a good, strong sense of fragrance. Well, we hope uh, so. Fragrance. And yeah. you, you, never, you never know, they might even end up in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll try to give them a try. So yeah. uh, and finally, Ray, we've got a new set of rose trials too, haven't we? Oh, we have, yeah, that's exciting as well. I hear you've been there, of course. I, I nipped in two or three weeks ago. Um, it's Paul Rochford who's very kindly... Yeah provided the land it's beautifully fenced very well planted and will i think in due course be open to uh, all comers so uh, well i hope so i mean paul and and kerry that uh, runs it for him are both members of our uh, arrow society anyway and, and it, it's our intention to support that as far as far as we can uh, well, and provide judging as well of course um it, it's essential because if you can have a rose trial in england then people can see how well roses grow in these conditions and then they can see how healthy they are how fragrant they are and then they'll get their um, they'll get judged and people will then know what are the best roses to buy for the things that they want be it fragrance or or, or color or whatever you know so it's, it's a it's good it's, it's a big undertaking mind you um, it, it, oh it? it is indeed yes you, um, you know very well fenced very well prepared and planted you know it's a it's a costly business that he's provided it's a co- and, and of course you won't get the result for, for another two years now i mean they've been the first trial roses have been planted up until now yeah and uh, we'll be judging them over the next two years and then we'll know what uh, but then of course next year there'll be another lot um going, for, going in yeah. yeah yes he's got so hopefully it, it, it'll be a continuing thing won't it yeah he has land prepared for at least six years yeah 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 so i mean that that's a tremendous gesture on Paul's part, and uh, he should be applauded for that. Well, he will be applauded for that, yeah. and we'll, uh, we'll make a big fuss of it. I think it's, it's a really good uh, facility to have, uh, and it's, of course, it's it's not too far away from people. It's in Hertfordshire, so it's not totally south. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a good, it's a good place to have it, I think, in Hertfordshire. Now, if people want to uh, join the society, how do they find you? It's very simple. Um, uh, all the contact details are on there. If you push one of the contact buttons on there, it'll come to me, to the uh, membership secretary or the treasurer, and uh, we'll we'll guide you through it. Send us your ten pound, and you'll be welcomed with open arms. Well, I hope that you're inundated with work, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, that's, that's, that's the drawback. The more members we have, the more more work. But it, it's a good drawback. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you, Peter. Talk to you again. <laughs> What's on? Well, it's the Hanami Cherry Blossom Festival at Brogdale in Kent. So if you want to walk through trees that are full of blossom, then take yourself down to the fruit collection at Brogdale. There are plant hunters' fairs too at Samwell Valley Park in West Bromwich, at Consul Hall, Stoke on Trent Staffs, and of course the garden centres were going to be really busy. Just a word of advice, if you want to get some uh, help with uh, either purchases or a problem you have in the garden, it's worth getting to the garden centre either early or towards the end of the day. They won't be quite so busy then and the staff will have a bit more time for you. I have my fingers crossed that the weather's going to be good and that we all have a really stunning Easter weekend. My thanks to Unwins, sponsor of this podcast, and thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Music
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 